series on wonder, the wonder of Christmas. And I'm going to start it a little differently uh, this morning. When I think about that, there's, there's some verses in the Bible that talks about wonder. But the other day I was reading the New Testament and I started running across that word a lot. And I'd already planned the series. But then I just think about wonder. Wonder, wonder is a great word. We'll, we'll break that down in a few minutes. But there's an image I think is going to come up. It's a picture of a little kid. Can, can we see that? I mean, does that not just captivate you? I, I just love that image to recapture the childlike wonder of Christmas. Do you remember what it was like to be young? Uh, wait a minute, it's not rhetorical. Do you remember what it was like to be young? Yes. Zelda says she did. She's 89, okay? And uh, yeah, let's just go ahead and throw it out there. About to hit 90, but I'm so proud of you. But here's the deal. The wonder of Christmas. I got to thinking about that all week, and I remembered hanging out with my brother. I've got a five-year-old brother that's got lung cancer in Tulsa. Not doing very well, but he was my hero growing up. And I remember we would lay in the living room floor and we would talk about what we might get for christmas what we might get whether we were good or bad or we could afford it or whatever and then but i remember laying in our living room in that beautiful adorned christmas tree silver tinsel tree color wheel in the corner that gave it color and i would sit there and, and i know somebody's like what is that silver tree i mean i know we didn't even have a green tree we had man my mom wanted one of those and so we had it and but i but i have vivid memories of just watching that and then i remember when we go to my grandparents they lived in a little simple wood frame home and uh, i can remember getting there and, and my uncle my grandfather would go out i'm named after him he was he was thomas and i would go into his house and he had a, he had he'd always have a fresh cut pine tree and he had the biggest colored christmas bulbs known to man and they were hanging on that tree and some might even say they were gaudy but they were beautiful to me and i would just sit there in his floor and i would just watch that tree man this week i just thought about the wonder of christmas and gifts and presents and all the great food and all the things that we'd shared in families I, I had an aunt that lived in florida and she always brought these big bags of oranges and i remember having oranges and then we had we had this uncle from memphis and he represented this candy company and he was the coolest uncle he would bring this box of all the latest hershey's products and he would give it to me and all my cousins and we loved uncle john for it we went to the dentist a lot because of him but we loved it you know and, and how many of you just had a memory as I was tr kind of strolling down? Anybody have a memory besides me? The wonder of Christmas. You know what I would give to go back for just an afternoon to do that? But now, I am the adult. I am the patriarch. Don and I, we're, we're the old folks in our family. We like head up the home. All our parents are, have passed before us. And I think, Wow. And somehow we are adult-like, but then I don't ever want to lose that child-like. Today is a great day to talk about the wonder of a child. Because you see, this morning, those kids that I held in my arms and we watched and we beheld, they have so much possibility. Their whole life is before them. How many of you are praying for great things for their lives? If you're not, please pray that God would capture their hearts and they would be captured with the wonder of Christ all the days of their life. This morning, talking to Carson about his baptism next weekend. The wonder of Christ, the hope of glory, filling that little boy. Next weekend, him proclaiming his faith in Christ with others. 
And it's amazing right now. One of the big things, it's like, I love Jesus. I want other people to know Jesus. But my granddaughter did it about six weeks ago, and now he does it. They have one big question for Pastor Keith, and it is not theological. How long will you hold me under the water? How will it be? And what I didn't know was my little grandson, or my two grandsons were out in the hall. They were kind of, their mom and dad were here practicing, and they were kind of listening. And one of them said, Pop, I ain't getting baptized. I'm not going to, man, I ain't going under that water. That, that'd be okay with me. And I said, but one day, one day you might want to. And oh, how I pray for all our kids, all the ones that meet next door, all those dozens of kids that meet next door, that they would follow the Messiah. See, in the Old Testament, you read it, they anticipated the wonder of the Christ child, the Redeemer that would come. Simeon, and we read about in the New Testament, he was that guy that he knew Christ would come. And he said, if I could just hold him, and he got to hold him as we read in the Scripture. And Simeon and others had anticipated and beheld the Savior of the world. Now we look back with 2020 clarity. You know, I'm excited about next year. I won't get onto that, but 2020. I just think I like the ring of it, 2020. How many of you want a 2020 clear year? Yeah, well, let's end this year well, and let's move toward that. But the wonder of a child, recapturing that wonder at Christmas. I just think about how we uh, have such excitement, mountaintop excitement, as a, as a kid, and somehow we, we lose that. So here's what I want you to do. Right on the side of your notes, if you're taking notes, this Christmas season, take time to remember. Take time to remember Christmas's past. Take time to remember your family of old and of current. But take time more than anything to remember your salvation, to remember your Savior, to rejoice in Him, to trust in Him. One other thing I thought about was as I was thinking about growing up, I was thinking about my mom. They, they were very popular, and we had these candles in every window, these red candles, you know, like the red light district. Don't, don't go there. But, uh, and, they, and they were everywhere. And, but I just thought, and, and the holly bushes in the yard and all the, I, man, just, I just, I love Christmas, you know? And I hope you do. But for some, Christmas is it's a time that you grieve and you remember those that aren't with us. And I understand that. I, I do that too. But let me tell you, don't get stuck there. Move on and anticipate that one day we shall behold him as the Lord of glory and we shall see him as he is and we will know him in fullness and we'll behold the king of glory in the church set. Now, I don't know about you. Every time somebody in our church dies, a saint dies. And I think this morning, Nancy, I think about Mike. Your precious husband, my friend, that I met him every morning that this will be his first Christmas in glory. It'll be your first Christmas without him, but I think as much as Mike loves you, Mike wouldn't come back to go, oh, Nancy, I cannot wait for you to join me before the throne of Jesus Christ. Now, those are the good wonders. Here's the wonder. I wonder how some people ever got their driver's license in Montgomery, Alabama. <laughs> they cannot drive. Turn to the person next to you and go, I know what he's talking about. Or say, you can't drive, or whatever. You know, I'm thinking about all the stories about the wonder, the wonder of it all, that you can even drive, that you can even get down the road. But, and, and don't get caught up in all the commercialism and stress, and it's all there. And yet, Lord, help us to relax. Here, here it is. Lord, help me to keep you at the center 
of all this season is about. Because this season, Jesus, is about you. And it's not about me. Um, in the first chapter of Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 18, listen to the Apostle Paul. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. God, would you enlighten the hearts of all of us that gather or that listen to this on podcast later or whatever it is, Lord, that you would embrace it. You would enlarge our hearts and we would see what Christ has. And we would see, Father, that you have brought hope and you have brought salvation to the world through your precious Son, Jesus Christ. Christ came into the world not to condemn us, but to save us, to rescue us. That's Christmas. It's all about rescue. We all need rescue. Some of you know about rescue. You rescue dogs. You rescue people. You rescue, you just rescue stuff. We, we have a daughter, I won't tell you which one, and she used to always love to rescue people in her school. And she would bring people home to our house sometimes and say, Mama, Mama, can they spend the night? They're kind of having a hard time. Sure, baby. And on about the third night, I go, can they go home? She said, no, Mama, Mama, Mama. They're, they have a tough time at their house. And sometimes I'd hear a little girl say, well, I just love sitting with Miss Donna. She, she listens to me. She cooks for me. She pays attention to me. Do, do you think I could come and just stay at your house indefinitely? And then I feel like a hypocrite and I'd walk out. I guess we're getting another kid, you know. No, I didn't, but I, but, but I did. I, I, I loved it. She had that rescue mentality. We never knew, you know, some nights I can remember in our house there, I could hear them. Girls, girls, shh. It's 1.30. Could y'all go to bed? And I just want to tell you, my voice was not sanctified at 1.30 in the morning. Especially when they spent the night on Saturday night. Preacher got to get up in the morning, okay? Y'all need to go to bed, girls. <laughs> and they just sit there and laugh. I go, laugh. You little crazy girl, you going home. You ain't coming back till next weekend. We'll do it again. Okay. But here it is. The wonder of Christmas. If you want the wonder of Christmas, you got to focus on Christ. And when you focus on Christ, you get the joy back. And if you don't focus on Christ and the joy that Christ brings, you don't get wonder. You don't get joy this season. You can focus on your gift. You can focus on your shopping. You can focus on your eating. You can focus on all kind of great things, and it's fun for the season. But if you miss focusing on Christ, then you miss the whole reason that we celebrate His coming, His arrival. So this year is the 25th Approaches. I pray that you and I would just slow down somehow and take more time to contemplate our Savior. You know, we, we love Christmas in our family a lot because we have a grandson that was born on Christmas Day. You talk about a Christmas present. That's probably the greatest Christmas present we've ever gotten. No, that wasn't probably. That was the greatest Christmas present outside of Christ was little McLean coming to the world to let people know, I am here. But let me give you the word wonder. Maybe you can write this down. I don't have it in your notes, but maybe this will help you. The word wonder is a noun, a feeling of surprise mingled with admiration caused by something beautiful, unexpected, unfamiliar, unexplicable, but it is caused by something majestic and glorious. And this wonder that I want to celebrate this season, this month, and all our services all the way through the 24th is that we would just capture, be captured be enamored with the wonder of Christ. And not so much Christ's child, not just so much the Christ the baby, as good as that is. 
But we would be enamored with our God, 100% God, 100% man that came to save us, to rescue us, to redeem us. What a blessed Savior. And Simeon says, I was waiting for the consolation of Israel. All through Scripture, you could do a study, a word study on the word wait. God invented wait. God is into wait. God has no problem with waiting. And we are human. And his ways are higher than our ways. And how many of you are so excited that this season you get to wait in line? No. You want it now. How many of you go to the store and you see all those cash registers and the thought occurs to you, why do they have two registers open and they have 18 that are closed? Dumb, 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 dumb. Open them up now. And I love when I go here to Costco because they, they seem to have a little better grip than most stores I go to. They see where people get backed up. They make sure they get everything opening and going. And those people treat me with respect and honor and dignity. And they're so glad I came. And I think I go back and spend more money just because they're nice, you know. But we wait, we wait, we wait with a sense of expectation. And, and John, in him was life. And that life, the life of Christ, was the light of men. It's the light of the world that's come near that we'll sing about all, all season. Wonder. What does wonder do? It just comes alive at Christmas. And that's what I'm praying, that Christ, the hope of glory, would somehow become greater in your life than he's ever been. And he would come alive and you would just celebrate. Don, I tell you, one of my favorite things to do is to sit in our family room with the Christmas tree lights on and just stare, just reflect, just pray, just reminisce, just wonder. I love it. I loved it as a kid because I was trying to think, man, what am I going to get for Christmas? Because I wanted to receive something. How many of you wanted to receive something for Christmas? Thank you, Doug. Doug's honest. Yeah, all of us want to receive something at Christmas probably. But it's always fun to give at Christmas. And you give your best gifts. And you give gifts to people. God gives his best gift in Christ. So that's the wonder that Christmas brings, the hope of glory. Look what Ravi Zacharias, a great apologist, look at it at the top of your outline. Hey, wave these at me. Let me know you got them. Can you? Wave them. Some of you ain't waving them. You didn't get them. Huh. Do we have any left over? Okay, listen to this. Ravi says, the older we get, the harder it is to fill our hearts with wonder. And only God can fill our hearts with wonder. I'd circle something on that that meant something to you. God, I want wonder. Pastor's talking about wonder. I want to be filled with the wonder of Christ. And then G.K. Chesterton, Chesterton, the old theologian, says this. When fundamentals are doubted, we must try to recover the wonder of a child, the objectivity of innocence. Or if we cannot do that, we must try at least to shake off the cloud of mere custom and see the thing is new. Things that may be well familiar to so long as familiarity breeds, breeds affection and much better become unfamiliar with familiarity breeds contempt. And then we must invoke the most wild and soaring sort of imagination, the imagination that can see what is really there. What a deep thinker deep thought i just want you to maybe look at it think about it today about about wonder and as, as we come to this season god please do it for me do it for my family let us recapture wonder this year see i would say with as many adults or as in this room which is the majority of you if you're not careful wonder was something for a child but we're children of the king if we're in christ and wonders for God's children. And the church said, I believe that. 
And I pray that God somehow will give that to us this season. And uh, this, this season that almost seems magical, this season that is just so just filled with joy and confidence and, and songs. And man, I've, I've started playing so much in the music for this season. And I listen to so many different genres. My, my favorite is our contemporary Christian movement. And then all the old carols, I love to listen to them. And yes, Pastor Keith even likes country. And I go listen to country Christmas. And then, yes, I said one the other day, and somebody just kind of poo-pooed on me. They went, ugh. I said, yes. And I, when I really get happy sometimes, I just like a little Kenny G saxophone. And I listen to and they went, uh. I, th- I know who it was. I forgave you last week. But, but here's the thing. I just, how many of you like different styles of Christmas music? How many of you like Christmas music, period? How many of you are alive? Okay. All right, wonder, wonder, wonder. Man, just get into it. Like this year, we're not doing a big worship concert. We're having a big night of just celebration and carols, and we might have a couple of fun new songs thrown in. But we're just going to have a great night next weekend, 5 o'clock. Did I tell you? Why don't you come? Why don't you do this? Why don't you bring somebody? It's a great opportunity just to invite them to the life of our church. And then, then, plant a seed. Why don't you come back on the 24th? Because I think the 24th will be a season, will be a night of wonder. Okay, let's keep going here. So here it is. Wonder, wonder. We understand the mystery of Christ. Christ is full of mysteries at this season. And so this wonder of the child. But there's a scripture, I've read it, put away childish things. But I don't think a childish thing is wonder. Because I think wonder is a part of anticipation. And that the people of the Old Testament, as they anticipated a Savior years as Isaiah prophesied so long ago that a child would come, and he has come, and now we look back. I pray that you would anticipate this wonder this Christmas in a special way that this Christmas would be about this unbelievable, uncontained love of a Savior that has come near in Jesus Christ. I want you to consider with me this morning. I want you to look there in the middle of the page. You just see some lines to fill in. The first one is this. God loves you so much that He was and He is present. God was present from the beginning of time, but He is present forevermore. And He's present in our here and now and god as we look to you this morning as we see that christmas is about salvation lord you can give us new possibilities of faith you can ease you can release you can relieve our doubts even this morning lord and lord we don't write off the story as some fictional story we know the christmas story is the embodiment of truth that god has come near god has moved into the neighborhood as one writer said um as i was listening to different genres of music and i just love to listen to lots of christmas especially the spiritual but uh, there was one written i didn't realize i dated myself i went back and said man there was a song this song i loved it i loved it it was a great song it's called a new kid in town and it was by Kathy Matea. Nobody, y'all have never heard of Kathy Matea, have you? Well, then you must not be a country music fan or whatever. She had this song, and it was called A New Kid in Town. And I started listening to it this week, just going back. And it kind of helped me recapture when my girls were little. And it helped me recapture the wonder of Christmas's past. But I really focused on Christ. So here it is. Christ loves us so much that he is present. Now, how can that be? born to a a virgin to a teenager he's come near how how is that are there simple answers to explain god 
No, not really. Are there simple answers to my questions, to my doubts, to my reservations? Sometimes they're not. When people try to make it so simple, he said, be like a child or you won't enter into the kingdom. But at the same time, he baffled the greatest theologians that have ever lived and walked on the face of the earth. But God, I will never figure you out because I have a finite mind and you're an infinite God, full of wonder, full of truth, full of love. Your presence matters. Let me say this to you when I wrote this down. He was and is present. God is present. Listen, listen. This right here is the whole reason you came maybe today. God is so present in your pain. And some of you this morning are in deep pain. You're in physical pain, possibly. You're in emotional pain. You bleed emotionally. You know what I'm talking about. You're in financial pain. You're in some kind of relational pain separated from some loved ones. My prayer is the wonder of Christ would come and fill this place. But greater than that, he would fill your heart and he would heal your pain with his presence. And his presence is more than enough. Are you with me, church? Healing. See, I'm a pastor, so I deal with a lot of painful, broken I deal with a lot of joyful people. Those are my favorite. But the people that are broken and battered and bruised and hurting, they need the wonder of Christmas, just like you and I do. So I think about this Christmas. Christ is present. He's come near. When I think about this, a father put his four-year-old son to bed. They had finished prayers and stories and getting drinks of water. He kissed his son. He turned the light off. And his son started sobbing. Daddy! Daddy, don't leave me. I'm scared. I don't want to stay here alone. I don't want to sleep by myself. And he tried to encourage the little boy, reminding him of the faithfulness of God, of his presence, and the devotion that they just had. And then he said this. The little boy got it. He goes, but Daddy, I just want somebody with skin on them just to stay with me just a little longer. I remember when our youngest went to her mom one day. Mom? I've decided it's just not fair. I thought, oh, goodness, well, it's not fair. You have somebody to sleep with, and I don't. I think I'm going to marry my daddy when I grow up. And I thought the kid was a genius. Of course, I gave her away, as I gave both of them away. Saddest day of my life. But I love those two guys in their life. Don and I are so blessed with Jeremy and Will. We couldn't have asked for greater men of God to champion our daughters and lead them in the ways of Christ and to raise our grandkids. We're grateful for that. So you look at that and you say, God, I, I want some skin on it. So certain, you know what I've learned? Certain truth can't com be communicated from a distance. I missed my second point. God became man, the theological word. What is it? The theological word is incarnation incarnation it's a great word god has come near god in the bod has moved into the neighborhood i mean that's kind of loose slang okay but god's near god's force god's with us the incarnation of christ we we have a word we call incarnational ministry the hands and the feet of jesus i pray in 2020 we get stronger as we love god and love others the mission statement of christ community is y'all come on now guys let me tell you something 
I love Doug, but I need all of you. And when I listen to the podcast, I hear myself talking to Doug. There are a lot of you in the room. Hello. Talk back to preacher. Okay. Our mission, Doug, don't say it. Our mission statement is, I heard a kid, who, sweetheart, you're, I wish I had something to give you. I, somebody remind me to bring her something next week. That is awesome. Love God, love others. Okay, you got it. And if, if I ask y'all next week, what's our mission statement? I don't know. See Doug. No, it ain't see Doug. That is not our mission statement. It's love God. Incarnation. God, the creator, sustainer, all-powerful, all-knowing God has come near. He has power. Jesus said, whoever welcomes a little child welcomes me. So we have the possibility of salvation only in Christ, the awe of a child. May we always be like curious children to the king. That we're just in awe of his presence. We're in awe of his love. We're in awe of his grace and his forgiveness and his mercy. We're in awe of his gifts. We're in awe that he has come near in Christ. That's what Christmas does. It's just a primer. It just reminds us of, of the goodness of God. Mary and the shepherds, they entered uh, Israel there so long ago. And the divine came near. The divine came to a stable the divine visited a stable. He visited planet Earth, and he chose. He lived 33 years on this Earth as the perfect human, perfect God to show us how to marvel, how to love God, how to run after him, how to pursue him. So our God comes near. Our incarnation is complete in Christ. I'm so glad God said, man, y'all need to have skin. You need to have skin on it. I need to come near. I need to show you what God's like because God was just so benevolent. He was just so ethereal. He was just kind of out there. God was at a distance. But God, at Christmas, it just means God's, God's come near. God's come right to us. It's like a, you're in a relationship. You, you know, like today, I'm always amazed. Oh, man, Pastor, I have so many friends on social media. Man, I've just got friends. I can't even keep up with them. Hey, hey all right, let's be honest. Have you ever been on social media, Facebook, or whatever? And you go, who in the rip is that? And you go, well, you know what? You check friend. You don't even know who they are. And then when people marry and they got different last names, you're like, oh. And then, hey, let me tell you a little secret. Shh, shh, don't tell anybody. As we age, we look a little different. Girls and guys. And sometimes I'm sitting there looking like, huh? Who is that? Oh, God. That was my junior high girlfriend. Wow, man. Wow, I didn't know that's what. No, it wasn't really. I married my junior high. She was my girlfriend. She was my junior high sweetie. I danced with her in junior high. I did. She says no. I know. You, I would not forget a beautiful woman like that dancing with her in eighth grade. That's when I met Donna. Eighth grade. Started dating her freshman year of college. She said, call me. Been calling her ever since. I am not a fool. I'm going to be a fool for Christ. But that woman, she said yes. Some of you are saying, man, that's what, that's what I did. Yeah, good. All right, so here, the incarnation of Christ. Look, look at the third. Christ came to die and redeem us through giving his life away. You know, that's really the gospel story. He comes near. He gives his life away. He gives his life completely to us. He redeems us through the precious blood of Christ. And that's what I'm grateful. Christ has come to us to rescue us, to make propitiation for our sin, to cover us. Baptism is just a symbol of the washing, of the declaration, of the union, of the symbol of the love of Christ. 
But the blood of Christ is what takes away our sins. And Christ clothes and robes us in his own righteousness. And that's what makes us fit for heaven. And the church said, you know, our faith is important. But ultimately, it's God's work. It's God's finished work at the cross. That's Christmas. But look at this. God wants to have a relationship with us fulfills to, and fulfills his promises. God has come near that we might have union, relationship with us, that he has delivered unto us a Savior. And he is Christ the Lord. I'm so glad that Jesus came for me. I, I know I'm loved because God tells me. I know I have a purpose because his word declares it. I know I have a new identity because the Bible says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation the old is gone the new has come this morning as i told that young man i said you are new in the savior let him fill you with wonder because christ rescues and redeems us and gives a relationship we experience as i preached on last weekend the peace of christ colossians 3 let the peace of christ rule reign in your heart god that's what we want we want your peace to rule and then we are given eternal life i, I love that turn there look there at luke chapter one and you see chapter one verse 57 the following you see the whole birth of john the baptist and you see elizabeth's baby to be born and elizabeth's baby wife of zechariah what was his name john john who john the baptist and because he didn't believe, God hit the mute button. He muted him in the temple, and he didn't speak to his born. And then instantly he spoke, and he started praising God. When we're redeemed, we should praise God. And the church said, amen. Amen. We fulfill the promises of God. Lord, our attitude is that we come near to you. We enjoy Christmas. You see, Christmas is always enjoyed by children. And everybody wants to make sure that children have a good Christmas. And I think that's good. But I think God wants all of us as children of God to enjoy Christmas the most because we are recaptured with the wonder of His love. And I don't care how old you are or how young you are, I pray this message would just ring in your heart for all eternity that Christ loves me, that he's about me, that he, it's, you know, Christ is ultimately about what we have received from God. God has given a, a gift in the gift of his son, and we can ignore and reject that gift, or we can receive the gift of eternal life, the gift of forgiveness, the gift of grace, and be born anew again. And that's what I always ask people, hey, have you received the gift of Christ? Have you received the gift of new life? Have you received the refreshing, wiping away of your sins? That's in the Savior. That's the wonder of Christmas. Oh, I pray that this Christmas season, I've seen it happen many Christmases, and some Christmases have been a little drier than others, but I pray that maybe this Christmas season we could see more coming to the family of God through faith in Jesus Christ and Him alone and have their sins forgiven. And that happens is when we bring our lost, disconnected friends to our church to worship with us, to experience the wonder of Christ. Fill us with all, Lord. Work in mysterious ways. And then, look here. So God wants a relationship. Look at this. God is reliable and unpredictable. God is reliable. He is completely trustworthy for all the ages. But God is also unpredictable. Somebody, wait, 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 wait,
His ways are higher than our ways, and God does some things that we think, man, I, I didn't see that coming. Let me just give you some. Jesus said one day, if someone slaps you on the cheek or slaps you, do what? Turn and give them the other cheek. That's kind of unpredictable, Jesus. I didn't see that. And Jesus, one day, he had a guy, and he was a stutterer. And he says, I want you to go to the leader and tell him what? Let my people go. You're like, not a stutterer. And then Jesus said one day, if you want to be first, you shall be last. You're like, huh? Jesus, Jesus. Man, come on now. I, I want a different kingdom. Like Jesus, no, my kingdom is eternal. And then Jesus, here's one. Jesus said, if someone falsely accuses you, someone persecutes you, pray for them. Oh, Jesus, come on. And then here's the ultimate kind of unpredictable wonder. God enters humanity through a teenager. That is a miracle. And the church said, it's heaven, man. It's God's love that God has come near through the virgin birth of Christ. Oh, we could, we could spend weeks on that. I remember even week, one year just preaching about that. But listen, I'm going to give you some verses. I want you to write them down because i got I to land a plane pretty quick. We're a little off today because of our crazy technical. But listen to this. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 13. Write it down. Who has known the mind of the Lord and who has instructed him as his counselor? Romans eleven thirty four. For who has known the mind of the Lord or has been his counselor? 1 Corinthians 2.16, Paul says, Who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? Jesus said of the Holy Spirit, The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound. But you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone that is born of the Spirit. A lot of unpredictable things. But God is completely reliable for all the ages. So did you know that God can be unpredictable and he does some things? In the Old Testament, sometimes he tells people to do things one way. I think about the life of David. If you looked over at 2 Samuel chapter 5 and following, here's what he tells David. He makes him king over Israel and he says, David, and David says, should I attack the Philistines? And the Lord says, will you hand them over to me? And God says, attack, I will certainly hand the Philistines over to you. And he did, and they were decimated, they were wiped off the map. And then another time he goes, now, should I attack this group? But he prayed. David was smart. David was a man after God's heart. And he would pray and God would say, okay, do it this way. Don't do it this way. Sometimes God would change how he does things. It's all, here's a principle. It's always good to consult with the Lord on every single situation you have. Amen? And you just go, well, God, this is the way. No, no. It might be that God wants to do something new. Do y'all know God is a God of the new? And God wants to direct us. He wants to lead us. He wants to, us to serve Him. And here it is. I love what Corey Ten Boom said. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. He is known. His name is Yeshua. His name is Jesus. And He is known as the Apostle Paul defended the faith there in the Gospels. He talked about this unknown God that you talk about. I can tell you exactly who he is, and his name is Jesus Christ. And that is the God that we bow to. This morning, as we close, I ask you to bow your heads with me. Father, I am grateful for the wonder of the Christ child and the wonder of the season called Christmas. 
And I pray, God, that you would awaken us spiritually from a slumber. I pray that you would awaken us to new realities, that you would awaken us to the fullness of the truth of the gospel of grace, and that we would want to have our sins forgiven, that we want to trust you for eternal life, and we would want to follow you all the days of our life. Lord, you are reliable today and forever, and God, you have kept your word Give us faith to obey your word. Help us to follow you. In the name of Jesus, God's people said,